there's a reason we are an extraordinarily uh, depressed, over-medicated, Brene Brown talks about over-addicted, numbing culture, because we're really uh, afraid of being vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, that's actually how we connect. This week, doctors Beth Jagerskegan and Michelle Gannon join us to talk about the Rising Strong Workshop, the research of Dr. Brene Brown, and much, much more. Stay tuned. It's hot outside, which is a perfect time to light the barbecue and crack open the wine. That's right, pairing the right wine with the right grilled item is great. For example, Zinfandel is fantastic with sausage while a Malbec hits the spot for burgers. Sounds fun, right? Then head over to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link, and learn more about our awesome wine club. By the way, the wine club also makes a fantastic anniversary gift. Prepaid gift options for 3, 6, and 12 months are available. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined with a duo of experts today. Uh, as you, The returning champion is Dr. Michelle Gannon. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Steve. Good to be back. And I am uh, pleased to welcome to the show for the first time, Beth uh, Jagerskegan. Thanks so much. So excited to be here. And I pronounced that correctly? You did. Oh, good, good. Um, so both Beth and Michelle are uh, leading Rising Strong workshops in San Francisco in the months of July, October, November, and January. And they are also treating, um, teaching a new retreat uh, course uh, at 1440 Multiversity in the fall of 2017. Um, the Rising Strong workshops, you can get information at Rising strongworkshop.com and today we are going to talk about um, going through the ups and downs and life transitions and and how we can cope with each other to live uh, more uh, wholehearted lives and rising strong together um, but before we do that did I miss any any bits in that intro for you two no that, I mean that sounded that sounded really relevant. I think the main thing, Steve, is we're just so excited. Both Beth and I are certified emotionally focused therapy supervisors and therapists. We've talked about that before. We've been trained by Dr. Sue Johnson in her model and teach homeotai workshops for couples. And the what we've learned about Brene Brown's work about vulnerability and connection and empathy is just so relevant to our work with couples and individuals. And we're just excited to take this um, kind of this show on the road and be able to have more people learn about her work. Okay. okay. And so let's, I'm going to jump into it. So when you mentioned Brene Brown, is that where this rising strong stuff come from, comes from? Is that uh, first, that's my first part of the question. Second yeah. half, what does it mean to rise strong? Sure. I'm happy to answer that. Um, rising strong is actually based on a book. Uh, Brene Brown has three number one New York times bestsellers. The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, and Rising Strong. And um, the, there's a thread within all three of the books, which is a yearning for, for human beings to live a wholehearted life. 
And Rising Strong, there's a curriculum based on the book, a model that's what we're facilitating, because what Brene Brown found, people could read the book and theoretically learn what it's like to want to be live a wholehearted life, but don't really know actionably what to do. Got it. So the workshop will guide us through uh, how, how we're going to show up in our lives and be seen with no guarantee of outcome, which is really the thread and the, and the crux of Rising Strong. Okay. okay. And so can you talk a little bit more about the research of Brene Brown and how it can more specifically help people in relationships? Absolutely. So Brene Brown, uh, in her research, there's one thing she knew early on, which is she studies human connection. And we all have this longing to connect. We all want to empathize, love, and belong. That is why we're here. Okay. Okay. And so what she found in the process of doing that, of interviewing thousands of people, people are wanting to connect, yet there's a block. And the block is shame. And people have uh, blockages to being able to connect authentically. And so that's a lot of her early research. What she did find was there are what she calls wholehearted people. And wholehearted is the belief that you're worthy of love and belonging. And people that are worthy of love and belonging, she has guideposts and tools that are researched uh, we can, Michelle, you can even yeah. go over it a little bit. Like there's guideposts of what these people are and, or we can do to move towards wholehearted living. You know, Steve, one of the things that became uh, really exciting early on is Brene did a TED talk and it's called the power of vulnerability. You can actually okay. find all of her TED talks. She's done a few TED talks and clips. You can find it at BreneBrown.com. But her TED talk went viral and she, it is now the number, I think it's top five most watched TED Talk, 25 million viewers wow. on the power of vulnerability, wow. right? Pretty amazing. I mean, yes. we should right. people, they're so surprising. But that she really found in her research that she looked at people, men and women, who things happen in their life. They fall down. They have a transition. They have a diagnosis or a breakup or, a, you know, hurt feelings or a bad promotion. A not, a, not a bad promotion, a bad review at work. Or, <laughs> you know, like bad stuff happens. What happens, according to the research, the people who can pick themselves up and rise strong and rise and strong together is truly what we find, whether that be if you're in a romantic partnership, a relationship, or having really best friends or, you know, your people. But like some of the things that that her research found was that, that many of us, to be able to have a more wholehearted, happy, healthy, successful life and relationship is we probably, some of us need to work on really letting go of some essential things. I know that for me, I certainly struggle with some of them, like letting go of what people think, letting go of perfectionism, scarcity. You know, this is one that a lot of us have exhaustion as a status symbol. Yes. <laughs> that's, I, th- I feel like this is tying into all the new sleep research that's been coming out too, where people glorify just overwhelming exhaustion as if that is the same as... Um, accomplishment or something. Exactly. Or we're using being busy or productivity as self-worth, you know? Yeah. And then what she, she's, and then in contrast, trying to, according to the research, help people cultivate more authenticity, more self-compassion. I don't know if you've heard this, another great psychologist, her name is Kristen Neff. 
has done some great research about the importance of self-compassion mm-hmm. and, you know, gratitude and joy and having more play and rest. And, you know, all of these things that we're talking about are so relevant. If you think about just individuals, you think about families, you think about couples. I mean, for sure, it's just it's mm-hmm. just really exciting to be able to get this work out to more people. Yeah. Uh, so you keep mentioning, I mean, there's a couple buzzwords that you keep throwing out. So there's rising strong and then there's wholehearted living. So can you go into a little more depth about what wholehearted living means? Yeah. Um, wholehearted is people that are worthy, that believe that they're worthy, that they're worthy of love and belonging. So wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness, kind of the antidote to shame, because uh, Brene Brown describes shame as the belief that I'm not worthy of love and belonging. So is this, uh, um, I'm just going to throw out some random questions here. Um, So is this, I guess the belief of belonging, is there any kind of relationship between that and say depression? Yeah, I think definitely there's, um, I think that there's a reason we are an extraordinarily uh, depressed, over-medicated, Brene Brown talks about over-addicted, numbing culture, because we're really uh, afraid of being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when we're vulnerable, that's actually how we connect. And so that's what we need and that's what we want, yet we're afraid of it because we don't know if we're worthy of it, so we numb. And so the problem with numbing, which is sometimes what happens with depression, you can't numb the dark without numbing the light. So that what does that look like? That could look like depression, right? Okay. And so you think about it like as Beth is saying, numbing's not selective. So if we're depressed or anxious or exhausted and we're numbing with, you know, anything from alcohol to drugs to working to TV to addiction, you know, porn or whatever <laughs> – you're also going to be numbing the joy yeah. and the happiness in your life. I I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there was a recent uh, some recent research that came out that, and this is a bit of a tangent, but uh, recent research came out that showed um, acetaminophen was having an impact on empathy, not just physical pain, but people I, were expressing less empathy when they were taking acetaminophen. That's wild. I know that's crazy. crazy. I saw that too. Yeah. So, and then, and then uh, they are also saying that they might think they think that this might also apply to other drugs that we take, like ibuprofen as well, which might explain some empathy gaps that we have in our society because we definitely like to pop um, a lot of medication in in the U.S. It's just fascinating, and I think again, what happens is that people, we're, most of us, are doing the best that we can. Sure, sure. Right. So, like, what we're trying to help people do in our workshops and just in this model, which is to really be able to have more empathy, that. For many people, we've become very isolated. We don't share with people what's really going on, like who we really are. And I love this quote by Brene that she says, we really need to to think about who earns the right to hear our stories. And if you have your partner, oh, you are so lucky, right? If you have a close friend or family member or your children or a parent that's really there for you, you know, in time of struggle and who you can be yourself, authentic, and they don't tell you what to do and they don't they don't tell you, you know, like see the positive. Like they basically just go downstairs into the basement with you and they hear what you're struggling with and they and all they say is, I get it, I'm here for you, you're not alone. 
what a difference that makes. And that, that's connection. You know, that's just empathy. Now, is there, is there a connection between uh, couples where a, a, a spouse doesn't want to show their flaws to their partner and therefore it's more difficult because they think, and I guess this would get back into the shame, like they might feel that their partner might not love them back as much as they knew um, that they weren't the perfect person they thought they had married, or at least their own self-identification of that. Absolutely, Steve. And I think that that really drives disconnection. And we see it in EFT therapy, um, in individual sessions, and at Hold Me Tight workshops, where there's this place where people don't want to show their flaws or their insecurities. Or maybe if I say, I'm afraid to show this part of you, that dark and scary part of myself, I won't be lovable. And yet we find the opposite is true, that when we show our true selves to our people, to our real people, we show our vulnerabilities, it makes us more lovable. Yeah, it's really ironic. It draws people closer to each other. But it's right. almost like we want other people to be vulnerable. It's harder for us to be vulnerable. Right. Right? It, it, it's interesting because you, you, when you talk about when you're talking about this stuff, you're talking about the belief that you're worthy um, of this stuff. And when you're talking about becoming vulnerable, there seems to be this sense of you at a certain point, you need to take this leap of faith that this other per- person will accept you by, by showing your vulnerability. Um, how do you put, like, how do you put this stuff into practice? Um, I mean, we're talking about the rising strong workshops, uh, rising strong together workshops like what what can pe- somebody expect when they when they go to one of these things where you give them some sort of tools tool set or exercise absolutely to, I, to become more vulnerable yeah, yeah it's a and, and actually that's exactly what the rising strong workshop is and it's a three-part workshop where we go through what Brene Brown has called the reckoning rumble and the revolution and the and it's it's pretty simple uh deceptively simple so the the reckoning is we just learn about an awareness that we about our emotions so we need to start to get curious and believe it we live in a culture where people I've worked with people that say I don't have emotions Unless, right? <laughs> Unless you're a sociopath, yeah. that's not true. Right. Or help me not feel. Not feel. And right. it's like, and, and we're in the wrong place. Yeah. And we're yeah. not thinking people yeah. who feel, we're feeling people who think. So we need to, so what we're going to do is we're going to walk in. What's happening right now? What hooks us? What triggers us? What stories do we tell ourselves about our partner or about ourselves? Right. Mm -hmm. And the next part is the rumble, which is getting really honest. It's a little like the hardest part, but we're getting honest about the stories that we've made up. And and for a couple, it could be very much like the story I'm telling myself is the reason you didn't return my phone call was because you're not into me, you know, and and we do that all the time. And uh, Brene Brown really uses story as a wonderful metaphor uh, because we walk around telling stories all the time and we actually get rewarded by doing it. Now, how much does honesty play a role in that? Because a lot of times our recollection of something is actually not what's true. It's probably not wholly true at all, actually. Usually, yeah. I think making room for the possibility of maybe my story isn't completely t- true 
is a very risky and vulnerable but important part of the rising strong park process. Okay. And so then we go through what is what Brene Brown describes as the revolution, which sounds like a big word, but it it actually it is it's a big um, thing that people go through, which is I am changing stories or perceptions about the way I view myself and others in the world. So if I believe, wait, maybe someone doesn't return my call because they were busy versus I'm not, they're not into me. That's pretty revolutionary to live, to have a shift of, of perception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so what? the three pillars are the reckoning, rumble, and revolution. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, and then the other thing, Steve, about the actual workshop, it's, it's a multimedia, it's experiential. People will be doing lots of like exercises, like in a workbook, and then they'll have a chance to share if they want to, and they get to walk around. We were having the workshop for the ones in San Francisco. It's at the end of the Presidio. It's a gorgeous location where people can sit outside by fire pits. They can sit in the gorgeous living room. You know, it's a very warm, personal growth feeling. But things that people are walking away with, some of them are very simple but so helpful, which is like we take time to do an exercise about our core values. Mm-hmm. And to be able to really go into like, what is your core value? What really matters to you? Well, then it's very helpful when I think about why I am the way I am. And maybe it's a problem in some relationships that there's an incompatibility of core values, but it's a much softer, nicer way to be able to talk about it, yes. right? Maybe somebody's core value is generosity, and that's just the way they roll. They are most happy when they're giving to somebody else. Let's say they're with somebody else whose core value is financial security. Oh, yeah. Right? You can mm-hmm. see how those – it's much more loving way to figure it out. Oh, that's why we're different. Not that I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right. It's that we have different core values. So that's, I think, a really big takeaway. Right. We have people find it really helpful to talk about, as Beth is saying, like the stories we tell ourselves, really help them figure out what about self-compassion? Where are we? Is that an area of growth? I mean, I find that people really – um, oh, and then the importance of gratitude and joy, and it's a very positive workshop. That's what people are walking away saying, that they feel very supported and curious about themselves. And it's so, improving their relations, yeah. relationships, whether it's the current relationship they're in or finding a new one, or uh, so they know how to show up and be vulnerable to then get their needs met. Because people are walking around, there's a vulnerability deficit, so people are walking around starving for connection, yet not knowing the tools you need to to get it. So this really helps people move towards not only personal wholehearted living, but how to live wholeheartedly with partners, prospective partners, friends, family. Okay. And so you, you mentioned that it's multimedia and there's workbooks and different things. Now, somebody coming to cu- coming up with the epiphany of oh, I am happiest when I'm being generous versus somebody who says I'm happiest when I have financial security. Are those things that require uh, professionals such as yourselves to walk them through to get to that point? Or is it they can go to this thing, sit with the collective and figure it out on their own I would um, say most people figure it out on their own, that they're not doing it alone because they're in a room with other people doing it. Like that's what I found. You know, I've been in the workshop business for a long time. Beth has been in the group therapy business, uh, support groups for people going through infertility for a long time. And we just find that people do more personal growth, more work, and more relationship work 
when they're looking around the room and they're like, it's universal, we're all in it together. And yet also Beth and I, you know, have been therapists for over 20 years and we have a, we'll have some assistance. So there are, there are therapists that are around to help if they want it, but they also can have privacy if they want that. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a common thing where people find courage in the collective. Exactly. Very contagious. Courage yes. is contagious. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move on to uh, my final question for you guys, which is, so you both mentioned that you're EFT therapists and um, you it kind of explained a little bit that there are consistencies with Brene Brown's work uh, and the work of EFT. Can you talk about how the two uh, blend together a little bit? So happily, because that's actually how I got super into Brene Brown. As a, an EFT couples therapist, we do so much work around walking into vulnerability and sharing from a place of our primary emotions, right? And so what happened after the power of vulnerability came out, the TED Talk, within the, the within that day, within the next day, all of my couples and individuals forwarded me her TED Talks, like, this is what you're doing with us. And <laughs> you have, to, you have to see this. And so that's, and so they, I read this, I read this Gifts of Imperfection. I read Derry, but you have to see, this is exactly what you're doing in the couple's work. Right. And so I think the research does show that we are drawn to people when we are in our authentic, authentic selves and when we reach Right. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, I mean, you know, we love the work of Dr. Sue Johnson, the founder of Emotionally Focused Therapy and Hold Me Tight Workshop and so forth. And um, it's just there's just such it's so collaborative, the two ideas of everything from Brene Brown, everything from Sue Johnson. And I am now even sharing at the Hold Me Tight Workshop that, you know, I lead with Sam Hinnage. We're sharing the Power of Vulnerability TED Talk right before Forgiveness. We're sharing, she's got another great clip, which is Power of Empathy. It's an animated clip about the importance of connection and empathy. Mm-hmm. And there's something about having, I mean, Beth and I, Sam and I, three of us, we work together lots of ways. We can say it over and over again. I don't know, something about the way Sue Johnson and Brene Brown say it, people listen more than, you know, it's really helpful messages. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're very dynamic speakers for, for starters. Um, do you find, and this is a little off topic, but do you find, um, like the social media Ted talks and things of that nature to help or hinder? Because a lot of times people don't like that Monday morning quarterbacking of, you hear it with medical doctors a lot, the MDs where like, yes, you went on WebMD and you saw that you have this, no, you do not have cancer. That's a scratch. I think that. I think there's, it's the good, bad and the ugly. And when I started doing infertility work, it was right when the, you know, the internet popped up and Mm -hmm. people stopped coming to groups and workshops because they were online. And I feel like there was, uh, I think it can hinder really authentic, uh, face-to-face connection. However, something like it's been so powerful that, the power of vulnerability can reach so many people and resonate. I just think it's important to take it a step further, and it is going further. Um, there are uh, workshops, Daring Way, Rising Strong workshops all over the world. You can go to Brene Brown's web- website to see. There's uh, Sue Johnson is training around the world, and there's Hold Me Tight workshops around the world. Yeah. So I do think it is important 
to take it a step further. And so that is, if that's a message I'd like to put out there. So yes, please watch the TED Talks. Yeah. But take it a step further and put it in your life. I mean, when Brene Brown talks about gratitude, she says you can't have an attitude of gratitude. You have to practice it. Just like you can't have an attitude of yoga, buy the yoga pants, read the book. You have to practice it. And it's true with vulnerability. You can't practice it alone. You can't practice it. Talk about it. You can't practice it by watching a TED talk. And so going to workshops or uh, interacting face to face, that's how we're actually moving in that direction. Yeah. So really the TED talks are more of like an introduction into an idea than the ex. I mean, it's kind of like playing catch by yourself. You just can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, was there any final thoughts or ideas that you wanted to get out there before we wrap this up? No, I mean, all I would say, Steve, is how much I appreciate, how much Beth and I appreciate your interest and willingness in all this. I mean, I just think the more people, the more men, the more younger folks that get the message out, the better. A lot of this work is really making its way into the uh, professional world, into corporations. Uh, Brene Brown's work is really kind of taking off with lots of the Fortune 500 companies and so forth. So the more people that know about it, the better. Okay, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little tan- another tangent out there at you guys. So you mentioned first men, and then you also mentioned the corporate world. And so um, I – like – I don't know. I have my own personal beliefs that this world would be a lot better if women ran everything than men. Um, and but but this gets to my point that I feel like part of what has, I, I, Beth, I don't know if you know a lot about me, but and and I've said this before, so I'm going to say this for your benefit. But I came from I, I, my background's in journalism, and I worked at a bunch of business publications uh, before launching Hitched, and so I I see all this stuff in the corporate world, and I. And I and I and and with capitalism in general, I feel like um, our capitalistic society has failed because we lack empathy. Because that's not what the motivating driver of a capitalistic society is. But we know that women, just in general, obviously, seem to be better with empathy than men are, which is why I feel um, <laughs> the world would be better if women ran it. Um, but. Do, are you seeing that um, because we have now started to get more women at higher um, C-level positions that this is something that more companies are embracing? I know there's tons of research, by the way, and we have um, Dr. Noel Nelson uh, who's on this podcast regularly. She wrote a book called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy, which demonstrates um, through research uh, that this is true. But are you, are you finding that more companies are embracing this kind of um, these workshops and things? Yeah, I do find that. And I think people, there's like a lot, the buzzword is vulnerability and connection too. I think people are seeing there's more productivity if people feel seen, valued, understood, and they can be authentic. And I mean, I I can't quote the research, but I think that that is definitely happening. And I see it a lot with uh, clients of mine that work in Silicon Valley. They've all heard of Brene Brown. Their managers are showing her videos and the, the reality is we feel most alive when we're vulnerable. Well, if we feel most alive, we're probably going to be most productive. Right. It's like this idea, like, you know, are we really all in? Yeah. Like in our work, in our relationships, in our life. And if we're all in and we're vulnerable and we're authentic, most of us are going to be more productive. Right. You know, that's what we're really we're seeing. And so uh, people can get this information at risingstrongworkshop.com. 
Um, I'm assuming you have links on your website, Michelle, drmichellegannon.com. Is that correct? Yes, we do. And also um, you can have them go to brenebrown.com. But yeah, risingstrongworkshop.com is the best place to go to get all the information about upcoming workshops. Okay. And then Beth, do you have a website? Yeah, it's therapistsf.org. And there's links uh, on there as well. Okay. And then I, I know, Michelle, you're on the social platforms. Do you want to give a plug to where people can follow you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We had this conversation last time. I take it back. Beth, how about you? No, they could just come to the workshop and connect okay. face to face. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody, you can follow me if you'd like. Uh, you can get this information at our website, hitchmag.com. I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook. Uh, Hitch is on all these things. Instagram, Pinterest. Um, if you connect there, we probably have an online presence. Don't harass me, please. Uh, but I am happy to answer questions or refer you to the appropriate sources and send you links to risingstrongworkshop.com and things of that nature. So um, that is going to do it for us this week. So thank you so much, Michelle and Beth. Beth, it was a pleasure to have you on for the first time. And um, I hope we are able to do this again soon. Thanks so much, Steve. It was great. Thanks, Steve. Great to be here. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. Take care. Bye.